Good morning, it's January 13th. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddon. I want to talk a little bit today about President Biden's speech in Georgia on the Voting Rights Act. There was so much said in that speech that I disagree with that it's hard to know where to start. He started out by early on in the speech saying, and I'm going to quote what he said so nobody can misunderstand it, but then the violent mob of January 6, 2021, empowered and encouraged by a defeated former president, sought to win through violence what he had lost at the ballot box, to impose the will of the mob, to overturn a free and fair election for the first time, the first time in American history, they, to stop the peaceful transfer of power, end quote. Now, I will agree with him a little bit on this. I was shocked watching what happened on January 6, 2021. I worked around the Capitol my entire professional life, and I've strongly said anybody who breached that Capitol and caused damage should be identified, arrested, and prosecuted. And we are seeing that happen. Every day, somebody is being charged and prosecuted. But Biden didn't stop there. He then said, and I quote, hear me plainly. The battle for the soul of America is not over. We must stand strong and stand together to make sure January 6th marks not the end of democracy, but the beginning of renaissance of our democracy, end quote. I'm not sure where he gets this idea that that was the end of democracy. This was a fringe group of lunatics, but he wants to paint the entire Republican Party as being complicit in this. If we look at what's going on on Capitol Hill, with this January 6th commission. And I have to agree with some reasonable Republicans who say, this is not a real <clears throat> commission. <clears throat> There's not a single person appointed by the Republican Party in the House serving on that committee. Liz Cheney, who identifies as a Republican, and I believe she is a Republican, was appointed by Speaker Pelosi. Anyone that might question what is going on in that inside that committee that might differ from the political push that the Democrats are using was to be excluded. And so their battle for the soul of America that President Biden talks about is really a political play in the House to tar and feather all Republicans with what happened on that fateful day over a year ago. Going back to Biden's speech, you know, he says, when the Bible teaches us to feed the hungry, and give water to the thirsty, the new Georgia law actually makes it illegal. Think of this. I mean, it's 2020 and now 22 going into that election. It makes it illegal to bring your neighbors, your fellow voters, food or water while they wait in line to vote. What in the hell heck are we talking about? End quote. Well, that's just wrong. The law does not say that. The law provides that poll workers can deliver water to people standing in line. It does, like all other places, restrict political activity within a certain distance of the polling place. But Biden and his fellow Democrats think, well, we don't need to obey that. If they've been in line, we should walk right up to them, talk to them, a bit, tell them about who to vote for, and give them some food and water. The poll workers who are there, bipartisan, can provide those things to the people in line. That's and I, I spent most of my life in Virginia. And you had to, anybody who was a partisan had to stay a certain distance away from the actual polling place. You could hand out 
sample ballots and things like that as people walked up, but you could not be within a certain distance. And that's what the law reinforces. You cannot politic while people are in line. So President Biden goes further. If we would get dark money out of politics, create fairer district maps, and end partisan gerrymandering, end quote. Well, wow. Everybody sounds, says that sounds great. But nobody ever calls the Democrats in Maryland. The governor of, the Mar of Maryland, Larry Hogan, has asked the Justice Department to investigate the Maryland district maps, which were designed to eliminate Republican districts. Let's look at some states like New York, Illinois, California. They all lost a seat in Congress in the last census. Now, how many of you believe that that seat that's lost will be a Republican and not a Democrat? Because they control the process there, and nobody calls them out on drawing the lines to favor their districts. It's only, oh, somehow Republicans are the bad guys in this. Going back to Biden's speech again, folks, I'll restore the strength of the Voting Rights Act of 65. The one President Johnson signed after John Lewis was beaten, nearly killed on Bloody Sunday, only to have the Supreme Court weaken it multiple times over the past decade. End quote. Now, President Biden has said over and over that he believes in the rule of law. Well, if he does, the Supreme Court is decides whether things are constitutional. And obviously, any case brought before them, they have to make that decision. But suddenly, he wants to politicize the court in a way that where it doesn't favor him, it must be wrong. Now, finally, President Biden campaigned and at his inauguration said, I want to unify the nation. I want to bring us together. Well, what has he done since then? If you look at the Quinnipiac poll out this week, the overwhelming majority of people feel he's dividing us. The legislation he's proposing is dividing us. But in that speech, I will say the last part here, you know, last year, if I'm not mistaken, the filibuster was used 154 times. The filibuster has been used to generate compromise in the past and promote bipartisanship. Now, he's right there. But it's also been used to obstruct, including, and especially civil rights and voting rights, end quote. Well, let's look at what he really said there. They've used it 154 times in the last year. He seems to absolve Senator Schumer for using it over 250 times during the Trump administration. That was okay. And when he talks about obstructing civil rights, it was Democrats in the 60s who filibustered trying to stop the civil rights bills. So when he put, at the end he says, Quote, at consequential moments in history, they present a choice. Do you want to be on the side? He doesn't finish it. On the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? End quote. Is that how you unify the country? If you don't agree with me, Joe Biden and my colleagues, Democrats in the House and Senate, you're a racist. You have to agree with us or you're a racist. I don't believe that. I think there are some things in the bill, and as I've said in the past, I've actually sat down and read the Georgia Voting Rights Bill, the Texas Voting Rights Bill, and some others. There are, in Georgia, they expanded the hours you could vote. They expanded the number of days of early voting. 
They increased the number of ballot boxes out there. But what they did was required some form of voter ID for mail-in ballots and for showing up at the polls. And that the Democrats would not accept. That means you're racist because you actually require people to identify who they are. I disagree with that. Joe Biden needs to understand he's not unifying the country. He's dividing us in half over and over, and he doesn't seem to get it. This is To My Liberal Friends, and I'm John Haddo. Thank you for listening.